Dr. Michael Roizen. Dr. Michael Roizen. You, the Owner's Manual Radio Show. You're listening to You, the Owner's Manual Radio Podcast and Radio MD, iHeart, or wherever you download us from. Thank you very much for doing so. We have a wonderful guest to you. So this is a B segment, 1145B. It's Dr. Pamela Smith. Her book is Maximize Your Male Hormones, published by Square One Publishers, available on Amazon. She is a best-selling author, as well as the co-director of the master's program in medical sciences in metabolic and nutritional medicine at the University of South Florida and a diplomat of the American Academy of Anti-Aging Physicians. Her past books, What You Must Know About Vitamins, Minerals, Herbs, and So Much More, and What You Must Know About Memory Loss, and What You Must Know About Women's Hormones. Before we do that, I'm going to remind our listeners that we're brought to you by Life's First Naturals, the makers of both bovine colostrum and true biotics. You can go to their website, lifesfirstnaturals.com, to find out their randomized double-blind control trials and where they work and why I and many of my patients are advocated or are advised to take them. The second sponsor is, of course, the Longevity Playbook, our own app and iPad and website where you can learn how to stay younger longer. Dr. Smith, thanks very much for coming on. I've always been intrigued by the fact that men have a biologic assay of their hormones. At least I was taught in medical school that if they're shaving as much as they have normally done, that their production of male hormones is okay. Is that correct, or where was I taught wrong? Well, I'm happy to be here today, and you honestly were not taught wrong. Just different things have happened in the environment where, as men age, their ability to make an adequate amount of testosterone, their male hormone, but other hormones also like DHEA and pregnenolone are no longer optimal for most males. So we've talked for years about hormone replacement in women, and now we are really looking at the idea of maximizing your male hormones. So does one need to assay hormones in a man if he is having a normal sexual functioning and if his hair growth, that is his beard growth, is as it has been usually, and he's required to shave with the same frequency and the same, if you will, density of hairs as he always has? That is such a great question, and thank you for asking it. Yes, we do. And the reason for that is prevention. Male hormones help lower cholesterol, blood sugar, blood pressure, of course, their sexual interest, Testosterone equals memory for men. And male hormones have a lot of functions in the body, including helping prevent cataracts, macular degeneration, and glaucoma. And tell me what hormones men should have assayed 
and how often should they get these tested in the scheme of things? Well, we measure pregnenolone, and it's a hard hormone to say. It is your hormone of memory. It is P-R-E-G-N-E-N-O-L-O-N-E, pregnenolone, hormone of memory, but it's also the hormone that makes the other hormones. So it does make DHEA, which is really important to measure, and DHEA makes estrogen and testosterone, and it may surprise people on today that men make estrogen, but they do. It's a really important hormone. If they do not have enough estrogen, then their memory is compromised. They could have bone loss, just like women. If they have too much estrogen, they do have an increased risk in prostate cancer and heart disease. So we measure all these hormones. We also measure cortisol, the stress hormone, because that overlaps with everything that we look at. And then, of course, thyroid. Thyroid regulates everything in the entire body, including male hormones. So we measure all of these. And the other male hormones, other than testosterone, we know that testosterone has to be measured before 10 a.m. in the morning because it peaks early in the day and goes down. Is that true of the other hormones too? Well, that's an interesting question. We usually nowadays measure male hormones by salivary testing so that we get the bioavailable hormone, meaning the amount that's available for the body to use. So we do measure testosterone routinely by saliva, DHEA, cortisol, and men make more than one estrogen. We actually measure all of those nowadays by saliva, and it's not a swab. You actually spit into a tube and send it off to the lab. And is there a time of day they have to do it, like blood testosterone? It should be about an hour after the patient gets out of bed. Does that, in other words, if someone works night shift, it's a different hour than if they work day shift? It is, but we do try, and people that work night shifts, most of those people actually convert over to days. If they have a couple of days off, we do try and measure it an hour after they get out of bed when they're on regular day shift time. We're told that too much testosterone can cause anger and even acne. What's the story on that? Is that true? It is absolutely true. Testosterone is a fabulous hormone. It really does do all the things and more that we just looked at. However, if you have too much testosterone, that's not a good thing either. It actually can drive up blood sugar. It does increase the risk of heart disease, along with, as you mentioned, acne, aggressive behavior, drives up blood pressure. It can even cause impotence and low sperm counts and weight gain if the patient has too much testosterone. Let's take specifics Dr. Smith, and we are talking to Dr. Pamela Smith, who's the author of this latest book, Maximize Your Male Hormones. She's also been the author of What You Must Know About Memory and What You Must Know About Women's Hormones. Her name again is Pamela Smith, 
and the books are on Amazon.com or hopefully at your local independent bookstore as well. So what percentage of men will have an abnormal testosterone level on either sputum or blood? And why don't we see as many men getting treated for this as they should be? Well, I think that really not as many men get treated as they used to because really anti-aging medicine or longevity medicine has been around about 30 years. And so some practitioners are really not aware that hormones are an important aspect of male health. Also, it has changed over the years. This is my 45th year of practice. And when I first started practicing, we rarely saw low testosterone in men under the age of 45. We now are starting to see low testosterone, even in men in their 20s. And there's a number of reasons for that. But now we honestly want to measure all men at the age of 25, which is when they have peak hormonal function, or should, and then we know what their perfect level should be. And now I understand that if you look at men above the age of 50, that it's around 30% have low free testosterone levels and only about, I was told it's under 30% get treated appropriately for this. Is that true? And what should the average guy do when he is at, at his annual physical about this? At your annual physical, please talk to your primary care doctor about hormones. If this is something that they're not versed in or they're not interested in discussing with you, then please see a board-certified anti-aging specialist that specializes in longevity. People always ask, when does anti-aging medicine start? Honestly, it starts before you're born. We want to have a healthy mother to produce healthy children. But should a 50-year-old male discuss hormones with his primary care doctor? Yes. And really, honestly, I do recommend everybody at the age of 20 see an anti-aging specialist because it is about prevention. Let me give you an example of myself. 30 years ago, I went to the very first anti-aging conference, and I found out I had high homocysteine, which is an amino acid. If men or women, and this is covered in my book, if men or women have high homocysteine, they have an increased risk in heart disease, stroke, bone loss, cognitive decline, women breast cancer, and men prostate cancer. You inherit a gene that causes that homocysteine to go high. Fortunately, I've known that for 30 years, so I've normalized it. I would not have known that if I didn't go to the anti-aging conference. If you see an anti-aging specialist, no matter what age you are, whether it's 25, 55, or 80, they will look at all of these things, including male hormones. And by the way, testosterone does help lower homocysteine to really help you achieve optimal health and stay healthy. So most people who download us weekly are interested in prevention. That's why they listen to the show. And homocysteine is one of those blood tests that we advocate they routinely get along with many others that are 
described. So that's a very good example, obviously. And I assume you're taking B vitamins or specific betaine, or what are you taking for the homocysteine? I actually did a test of methylation, and I found out that my problem is the pathway that is folate as an issue. So I take methotetrahydrofolate twice a day, and for 30 years, I've had a very now normal homocysteine. And that's one of the things you can find out about in Dr. Pamela Smith's book, Maximize Your Male Hormones. As we said, it's available on Amazon and hopefully at your local independent bookstore. Pamela Smith is the name, and the book is Maximize Your Male Hormones. We, of course, are brought to you by longevityplaybook.com as well as lifesfirstnaturals.com. They are the makers of True Biotics and Bovine Colostrum. You can go to their website, lifesfirstnaturals.com, to find out more. Dr. Smith, I want to say thank you for such a queer and wonderful book and important book for men. And I want to thank especially you, our listeners, for downloading us. Do tell your friends about us. Do rate us. Thanks again. We'll be back next week. This has been 1145B. The Bs are always wonderful guests like Dr. Smith, Maximize Your Male Hormones. We'll be back next week. Thanks. We hope you are too.